And now, rate that album, season three, with Paul Muadib and Joe Fremming, two guys who know stuff. Hi, welcome back to Rate That Album, a back and forth album review between myself, Joseph Fremming, and my good friend, Paul Muadib. Paul? Am I the only one willing to bleed or take a bullet for being free, screaming what the fuck at my TV? For telling me? For telling me? <laughs> um, here's the thing. Um, probably. <laughs> so get over it. Yeah. So, you know, uh, this week we are uh, reviewing a, an album by Aaron Lewis, who is uh, the singer for new metal band stained apparently he uh he has a country career now paul uh, are we calling going, it? and he's going full mega are we calling it a career uh cause I, I guess he makes money i don't know <laughs> oh god joe yeah i was so content in my life not knowing that aaron uh lewis had a um uh, I'm sorry, Aaron fucking Lewis, as he likes to be called, AFL on his fucking um, uh, guitar. <laughs> well, you know, Paul, truth is the new hate speech. <laughs> mm-hmm. Truth is the new hate speech. Fuck Joe Biden. Um, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Um, God. Yeah this fucking guy go on joe <laughs> yeah so he uh <clears throat> you know after after you know new metal died the death it deserved uh, apparently he decided he's gonna become a good old boy country guy and this isn't the first time we've reviewed country music and i think we'll probably be comparing a lot of this to the uh, country album we really enjoyed which was hank three straight to hell uh, this, <laughs> um, I came across this album, so I'm going to get full credit because I watched a video on the, the single off this album, uh, last year or this year. I don't even remember. Uh, am I the only one who was done by a guy who uh, does a YouTube series called train records? His name's Todd in the shadows. Todd in the shadows. Uh, and I just put that in my back pocket. <laughs> Like, I take inspiration in a lot of places for these albums. And I felt it was time for us, because we were going pretty, we're pretty full tilt lib. Uh, let's give some, let's give the right their due on this, huh, Paul? So I picked uh, Freight at Both Ends by Aaron Lewis, a completely misguided uh, uh, country album that is uh, so insincere that it feels borderline parody at times. Yeah, let me, I just want to go back a little bit because you did share me the thought in the shadows one as well. Again, pulling back the curtain a little bit, this is another one that you and I talked a lot about, which is uh, <laughs> not something we normally do. I have, I forgot about Todd in the shadows. Todd in the shadows, actually, I loved him a lot. He used to be part of that guy with the glasses and channel awesome before that whole debacle went down. Um, very, very talented. And I was actually, you, you, I said to you, and I'm going to, cause we're going to be bringing up points that I think those have maybe seen the, the video or whatever. 
that I said, I'm so mad you showed me this video because this is everything I thought about this song. And you said, this is what everybody thinks about this song. It's okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, even the reviews, <laughs> a lot of it was baffled <laughs> by a lot of this. Uh, uh, I mean, we could just kind of saw this is a guy, this is a rich asshole who suffers from extreme white grievances. <laughs> Well, so let's let's yeah, let's talk about what he be, he became famous in the late two thousands. Yes, early, let's start there. late nineties, early two thousands with Stain, which was just a new metal was took all the worst elements of grunge and just, it was just repackaged as sad sack horseshit. Uh, Stained being that Nickelback. Uh, what? There's a lot of ba- there were some good bands that came out of it, but a lot of it was the, uh, not the, good and stained being my number one gripe of that entire genre of music. Well, so this is my problem with stained, right? They because well, they, they yes. certainly do suck. They they, they <laughs> there was a time I remember because Tormented came out our our freshman year. And dysfunction came out our junior senior year. Um, the big problem was, I don't remember tormented being as big, I think, as um, dysfunction, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's, I hadn't I, even heard of a stained album until Break the Cycle. Okay, and that was after we graduated. Is that maybe the one I'm thinking of? But the point is, is that that one was the huge one. It had it's been a while. Okay, that's the huge one. Okay, that's the huge one. Yeah, Um, I just I worked at CD Warehouse, and that thing just sold and sold and sold. It was, (laughs) and of course I listened to it because you know we're trying to sell it, so it'd be we'd play it every now and then. I'd just be like, oh my god, this is like the worst tendencies of Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder. Wrapped into mumble mouth horseshit. And and by the time, and again, the thing with me that he got really big for was the acoustic versions of some of his stuff and doing stuff with Fred Durst. If you remember, that was the big thing. And what was that song? God, I don't even remember. It was so forgettable. Live version of yes, song and they had Fred Durst rapping on it. I remember hearing that on the radio. I I think it was like outside. It was called outside. Yeah, and me and my friends were driving to a casino, and it's like midnight. Driving to Malax from St. Cloud, and I remember hearing that and going, "Wow, that's one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life." And it became a huge hit. Well, and again, again, the thing with it was, was that this was supposed to be this new metal band. And the, they started doing, if I remember, I, I wasn't really in the new metal. I never was. I never, never, never was. A lot of our friends were, people were, it just wasn't my thing. Well, there's um, I liked. So I like, so just like, I like the, some of the corn music. Sure, so some kind of corn. fell into the rap metal stuff too, but it kind yeah. of all fell under the general umbrella of new metal. And I liked System of a Down. I thought they did some good stuff, but other than that, like I just a lot of it just seemed like repackaged grunge to the point like there was a band called Godsmack, and their logo is literally the Alice in Chains logo, and right. Alice in Chains has a song called Godsmack. 
Yes. And it got new metal, thankfully, died really, really fast, right? Um, I just, again, corn, okay, but corn really, yeah, that to me fell more into like the rap. And they also did reggae and other things, right? But Godsmack, Seven Dust, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, it was bad. I, it was, it was bad. bad. I mean, stuff. I mean, there's some people that consider Kid Rock to be. Yeah, new he came metal. around that time too. You know. Yeah, I. You know, but that was before he. Like, he's another one that went country, and I'll kind of bring that up later because there is a difference. Like, as much as I dislike Kid Rock, there's a reason why he's more successful. I would say than this guy. <laughs> well, yeah, and the. And we'll get into that, obviously. But yeah, so that's, I mean, and staying, it started to become like this acoustic thing. Yeah. And sort of, yeah, it became more, more and more of their work it became acoustic. And it was more like, poor me, poor. But at this time, the guy's like, you know, it's like, geez, dude, like, what are you like? You're hitting, like, you're in your 30s and you're whining about your dad. Like, fuck, man. Right. Stop whining about your dad, dude. Get over it. Mm hmm. Like, you know, I. <laughs> It was like, and here's the thing. I get sick of that shit with it. I got sick of that shit with Nirvana. I got mm -hmm. sick of Cobain's sad sack, poor me, horse shit. Like, that was the it, one problem. That was the one problem for me with grunge was some of it was really good, but some of it was this extremely awful, poor me bullshit. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. Yeah. So like new metal was just, uh, you know, it, it was bad and yeah, it had all this shit and stained this guy, uh, he got successful. He's you know, like doing this acoustic poor me. It's like the, it's a crap. It turned into a crappier version of emo and I fucking yeah. hate emo. <laughs> See, I know here's the thing. I should like it because I like emo, but emo's interesting. And as we're going to go into this album, this is not interesting. <laughs> Right? No, this is not interesting. In fact, uh, it's kind of like, you know, basically the songs pretty much all sound the same on this. But yeah, he, so he, so Aaron Lewis had his career with that. And then, you know, I hadn't heard from him because obviously, you know, trends in music change all the time. New metal died as it was obviously going to. And uh, the, he seems bitter about that. In a sense, I think, and he changed his persona into some good old boy country guy. Like, in did the he though? Twenty tens, I would say. Which is one. It's weird. You know, it's not that weird. Like the jump from country and rock has always, it's always existed. Right. You know, it's just like the people who do it like sincerely and do it well tend to be successful. You have your Neil Youngs. You have. Hell, you even have your Springsteens that Aaron Lewis gripes about on this album. Uh, oh, we'll get to that. Uh, you got Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. You know, I'm not a huge fan of that, but he found success in country. And again, because he seems to really enjoy the genre. Right, right. And what I'm getting from this album is Aaron Lewis really does not like country music. No. And... It, feels parody at times and my god it's painfully parody <laughs> like, like this would be like if they did a, a, a you know a satirical biopic on a band like walk hard but like you could put these songs in there to people would probably think they're intentionally funny 
the songs yeah. on this album are unintentionally hilarious to me. Well, and what's I really- te- I messaged you. Yes, you did. Laughing so hard I was crying at the first song. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm going to pull that up right now for our audience. I'm um, just going to talk about our things. We started shooting like like stuff back. And uh, let's see here. When did you message? Uh, it was a while back. But, yeah. you know, let's just, we'll get, you know, people yeah. get it. If you hear it, you get it. This is a, this is a, a guy who has a lot of grievances and at the same time, not dealing with them. And also at the same time, he's jumping genres and he's jumping into a genre he may like. I don't know. But I think he saw a paycheck in it if he if he could be the good old boy, patriotic. I mean, it, country's a genre where you can make a lot of money. Yep. It's one of the few uh, that seriously still sell a lot of physical uh physical items because people who like country to you know typically live in rural areas and people in rural areas buy cds still yes yep, yep. so they there's own. a lot of money to be made in country 100 percent. physical but, media still runs wild because of the audience and but and, the yeah. audience you know we the audience can sniff out a scammer and it's if you look at how how this album kind of did, it was successful for like one week. Yeah, it was People a week. People sniffed it out. People sniffed it out, and they found like you and I will talk when we go to the track by track. It's painfully insincere. It's, this, he, go ahead. He's going over the same kind of themes mm-hmm. that made him famous in the first place, but. Instead of being like 20 and going through shit, he's like, he's got to be like in his 50s now. He's going through sh- the same shit in your 20s. Like that, my friend, is arrested development. This out. Al- Thank you for saying that. This album screams of arrested development. He was born in 72, so he's 50. Um, so this would be like you and I in 10 years complaining about our parents uh, and uh, of, of why our fucking life sucks in our 50s. It's painfully sad. Okay. This is the thing that I feel with this album is as we go through the track by track, there's no, he's, I use this term a lot and I don't mean it the way that it's going to come across, but I'm still going to use it. It's schizophrenic because he's complaining about one thing on one song and, um, he but the next album or the next song he's complaining and making a point against the thing he just complained about and well that goes to the sincerity of the the lyrics right and Uh, honestly this doesn't sound like country i'm going to say that right now the musically let's just i'm going to get this out of the way musically this is uninteresting it doesn't come across as country it really feels like this is what he was doing at the end of Stained anyways. It's not really country. It's this acoustic. It's this bad, boring, yacht rock acoustics. Yeah, I, I put it. It sounded like Stained with a twang. Yes. And, like, and he's purposely pushing in the southern accent on a lot of these songs. So it has that uh, country flair. But I would agree. It's just like. It the song this album we did the deluxe version because we're masochists. 
Uh, it's 14 tracks of acoustic sad sack horseshit. And like you said, it's schizophrenic because I don't, he doesn't believe what he's saying half the time. At least I don't think he is. I, again, you go. Um, and here's you, another thing I wrote down. It's a series of cl- bad cliches masquerading as deep songs dumbed down to attract a certain base, which comes off as insanely pessimistic and empty. And that I still stand by that. That's it, he's it, trying to go to this base that obviously you know the, the, the his understanding of country is it's all conservative. It's not, but in his mind it is, and he's gonna play on their grievances on a lot of these songs. But it it doesn't pass the smell test, and obviously with uh, country radio and country fans. That's what was painfully obvious because it didn't do well. <laughs> it did well for one week. And that's probably because they had him on Fox News playing that. Am I the only one and shit like that? He was on, and you know, he was on Fox News for that. And again, it did. It charted for literally like a week and then it tanked. Um, and rightfully so, because again, even that song, and we'll get to it lyrically, already comes off as insincere. And like, sardonic in terms of it's just well let's just get into it joe because i think i think as we as we do the lyrics we kind of point out certain things we will you'll see what we're talking about in terms of like how he's going from one space to the next yeah and it's 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 and it's basically paint by numbers lyrics too we'll get to it because that was another one of my gripes is like these are so generic it was like generic Mad Libs. Pretty much. I, I, again, no. I laughed so hard. I laughed more listening to this than I did with Shatner or but Steven Seagal. I did too. And the reason why for me is I'm listening to one song and I go to the next song. I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't he just saying he was against the thing that he's now doing in this song? Like, like he doesn't, he yeah, doesn't care. He doesn't care. He, it, it, I, you said this, and I agree. This seems like a grift. Mm, yeah, it's a grift. Yes, I did grift. say that. You're trying to grift country music fans. Yeah, this and, absolutely uh, is a soulless cash grab grift. Grift, and it didn't. Maybe I don't know. He may have made some money off of it, but I don't. <laughs> I don't see country. There's some country fans I'm sure will enjoy it. I don't see the majority of them liking this because one, it's too whiny. It's way too whiny and poor me and shit and two there's no fun on this album there is no sense of humor he tries there's nothing fun i think he tries to have a sense of humor and it just blows up in his face oh i will get to that so let's start with again (laughs) so this This is the one you called me saying you were crying because it's the most generic song i've ever heard he you know every all these songs are him with his acoustic guitar and he plays on these cliches that are so wildly, uh, you know, like if you fed like country music cliches to an AI, these would be the songs it would write. Because this one had literally has like wind on his back and sun in his face. <laughs> Give anything to feel anything again. Like, okay, it's, it's sociopathic. It, it is. It is. Because the verses, again, when I try to look back, okay, first of all, when I try to look back, 
but I just, I still just feel numb. I see in my shadow, the man I've become all the times I've gone down the wrong roads in life, the wrong turns I've taken, the only ones I get right. Keep that right there. Okay. All the times I've gone down the wrong roads in life, the wrong turns I've taken, the only ones I get right. So basically he's saying everything he does and, and goes down ends up being wrong. Okay. So keep, and he says this on the first fucking track. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, that's a, that's another cliche of mm-hmm. country music downtrodden and made bad choices and blah, blah, blah. It, it's painful. In the, it's so painful in how cliche it is. And like, this is what he thinks country music is. And yes, there are elements of that in country music, but <laughs> not this much. Not at this level. This is like, again, it feels like parody. He's uh, he's Kid Rock, Kid Rock White at this point. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's so stupid. It's so stupid, and he's angry and like everything's changed and blah blah blah. And that's the whole, the whole theme of this album is he's been lied to, and. He's been downtrodden and all that. And we're like, dude, at 50, it's not everybody else at this point. It's not everyone else's fault. I'm sorry. You know, he's still saying, if everybody else is the asshole, guess what? You're the asshole. Well, and this is, and and that's the other thing with it, right? Is that, you know, you hear this cliche from conservatives. If you're, what is it? If you're liberal in your 20s. You're liberal in your 20s, but then you're conservative in your 30s. It's some fucking stupid fuck saying, okay? You, you know you know which one I'm saying. Yeah, I know. It's just, yeah. I, I never bought into it. I never bought into it either. And, and, but he's and playing that. He's playing <laughs> that, right? And the thing is, though, is this is so indicative of what I have. And, and what, even though it's a grift, this is what he thinks. Keep this in mind. This is what he... And Fox News, and because Fox News was promoting this album, mainly for one track, but also because, oh my God, this is a, quote, conservative album. This is what they think people in the country are and how they live. They're pathetic. They hate their lives. They've gone down the wrong roads. They've done all this shit, and they're blaming everyone else. He thinks that these people that that's what these people are because that's what he is. And I'm sorry. I we I live in the sticks. I that is not that yeah, is I not the a, I live in a deep red state. You live in a deep red state and, and that is not honestly, you know, it's it's so insulting, I think, to people who live in rural areas or who are like considered the rednecks because they're not all insane crazy people who want to storm the Capitol or whatever. It's so, so this guy is a, doesn't even understand basic humanity. No, I feel like he's never even spoken to people outside his own circle. This feels and very I, insular in that insular, regard. Right? It, yeah. But it's insular in a weird way in that it makes me feel like he's never even talked to a conservative before. You know what I, I mean? Like I've had good conversations with conservatives where we may disagree, but it, it's usually a pretty good conversation and we can get along and we can just disagree. But it feels like <laughs> I don't know if he's actually met a rural person. 
because this seems so uh, disrespectful and like cartoonish of what he thinks uh, people in rural areas live like and what they're like. They're all alcoholics. What? Yeah, <laughs> and they're all they they all regret how they got to that point. A lot of these people are proud of where they are and yeah, how they, they got like there. where they live. They like where they live. They like the fact that they did this. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's get to exhibit B with goodbye, goodbye town. town, which you brought up. Say it. Say it. Say it. Start it off with it, man. I forget. I forget. Extreme. Oh yeah, it's extreme. This is more than words. The guitar is line is the rhythm. Uh, the and then the slap of the yeah. beat on the, boop, the, the guitar. Boop. He ripped off extremes more boop. than words. Yeah, he did. He ripped off extremes more than words for Which a country is... song, mind you. Sure. This is why I don't say it's country. This is this weird acoustic, slow. It's an acoustic. It's a country it's acoustic, riff. It's not it, again. It's not a country album to me. It has twinges of what could be considered country, but really all this is is air supply. It's fucking slow rock. It's fucking light acoustic rock that sucks. It is yacht rock. No, because I can like some yacht rock. This is worse than that. This is a fifty-year-old man pissed <laughs> off because he wasn't. Either he didn't become as successful as he thought he should have. I really think that's a lot. I of think hate. that's. I think that's part of it. Is also he still is coming to terms with his dad issues at which fifty. At fifty, like see a fucking therapist at this yeah. point. Yeah, see really, a therapist, dude. Yeah, and but and then the country stuff, like the cliches. He plays the cliches straight face. He doesn't even change them. No, which makes it worse. And he's talking down to his audience. He, it, that's the other thing. He's talking down to the audience here. He's very apparently. Yeah. He's talking down to the people he thinks this album's representing. Mm-hmm. He thinks like people in rural towns are, this is all they are. And he's basically in, slapping them in the face. Mm-hmm. And on this song, Goodbye Town, which is about, you know, shitty town he lives in. Yep. I wrote for a guy crapping on Springsteen. He's trying his damnedest to sound like a Springsteen song here. It, 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 it oh, apt. Yeah. This is him trying to do my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so, you know, and he has other parts on here where he's trying to do it like Nebraska stuff off Nebraska, just the stark stuff. But he play. he's not smart enough to do it. Like, there's a reason why Springsteen, even though, you know, he's, He's a dirty lib. He still resonates with all spectrums of the political aisle. He has the talent to do it. Let me bring he up. Can write a song that people can relate to. Aaron Lewis did those in the early two thousands and not very well. Um, okay. I've written songs. I've written lyrics. I've done things. Now, granted, I never rose to the level of whatever, uh, you know, we talked about that. I had the opportunity with the fucking, um, record uh, deal didn't take it. Whatever. Um, these lyrics are so elementary, basic schoolyard bullshit <laughs> that I would be embarrassed to bring lyrics like this in front of the bands I was in. Goodbye heartbreak. Goodbye home. Goodbye dive bar. I used to go. I gotta get out out of this goodbye town. Ha- goodbye happy. Hello regret. <laughs> <laughs> all the things I I'm wish I said. 
<laughs> it's so bad. I'm going it down. It feels like that super trance song. Goodbye. Pretty goodbye. <laughs> Except it's done in a shitty way and not clever. He's terrible. This guy does. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, he's not the good old boy he thinks he is. No. No. I, and, and then he talks he's about. He's a billionaire. The- also, he's a million, and yet he's gained enough Tennessee whiskey round here to drown me out of this goodbye town. Shut the fuck up, dude. You're 50. You're a millionaire. Fucking move. You know who's <laughs> upset about their hometown and they're like this? People in their 20s. Yes. Again, yes. the rest of development. This is a song you write when you're 20 because you're living in some shithole that you can't get out of because there's a frustration when you're young about that. If you're 50 and you're living in a place that <laughs> you can't get out of then that's kind of more on your fault at the, that point, especially if you're a, <laughs> the, the front man of a new metal band that sold millions of albums. It's on you at this point, buddy. Right. Right. It's, it absolutely is. And well, let's get to the next one. Everyone talks to God because <laughs> oh, man, this is the most condescending song. I think I've heard a long time. Okay. Uh-huh. He was saying grace over a Tuesday blue plate special. Again, this imagery, which is (laughs) blue plate special. Like, dude, you picked that up from TV, man. Right, right, (laughs) You've never been in a rural You've never been there. No. I've been in rural diners where they serve something like a blue plate special. I have been like, I think I've been like one or two dive bars where they have a blue paint special, but yeah. my God, I was looking for it. Um, cause we, me, me and my mom, my mom started this thing. She's so funny where God, what would, I forget what she called it, but she would go out with her coworkers once a month and she would find just the shittiest dive bar she could find and they would go <laughs> and they would go eat at. And I was like, mom, that's brilliant. Um, Here's the thing. This is where it comes on insincere. When the man in the next booth said, don't you watch TV? Don't you know that God's a myth? I, myth. I hate seeing you waste your breath. Cause and he's, I, he, again, I'm, he's I'm being doing, menaced by an atheist. Yeah. He's being menaced by an atheist. Oh, come on. Get well, off of it. A... Where, where on the TV, where on the fucking TV are you getting your atheism from? Fuck off. Do you know how many fucking sitcoms and show talk about God and fucking, you know, this and that? And I'm sorry. The war on Christmas does not fucking exist because believe me, when I'm trying to find a fucking Halloween costume for my kid, I am going over and the next aisle when I'm not finding the fucking uh, costumes they want is the goddamn Christmas trees in October. <laughs> yeah, it's is, you know, none of this rings true. Again, it makes me feel he's never even spoken to anybody in a rural town before in his fucking life. Uh, it just seems, again, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon of what people would, uh, it's a cartoon of what a stupid person thinks rural people are like. Yeah. It truly is. It truly just seems, it's, it's condescending and like, for us uh, who are pretty liberal, I'm offended for conservatives for this album. <laughs> uh, I was a I'm sure, and I have a feeling conservatives were because again, they didn't do that right. No, and again, uh, it's it's 
He's okay. talking about a farmer in a field praying for rain. Paul. Right. And, and the man says, the prayer man says, amen, looked up from his plate and says, you may not talk to God now, but there's going to come a day. Okay. As someone who was once raised Catholic, then Lutheran, wanted to be a priest and is now an agnostic slash atheist, I have to say, this is the worst fucking conversation ever because what this really goes to say to me look i look at this song and i go so really the only reason why we believe in god is because you're afraid to die that says a lot about you uh, and your fucking problems and how weak you are that here's this thing that everybody does is the one thing that connects all of humanity animals every living fucking thing we're all gonna do it but we have to believe in the man in the sky and god and and, and the where i get offended as a former christian is that's not christianity that's not god that's fear of death that's not being a good person that's not following the thing of god that is all that's saying is i need to believe in god so when i die i go to heaven holy fuck how weak are you but again as we can tell from if any of these songs ring even a little bit true he's not a good person <laughs> Because he's very again, he's talking down. He's talking down to people of faith in this, and I find that I find that incredibly disgusting. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's it's you know, uh, it's it's like the musical version of that movie, God's Not Dead, where like, yes. atheist is bullying like a like. <sighs> when does that even fucking happen? I um, maybe it does, but like I don't see this as like a. Epidemic of like atheist bullying. I don't. I don't see. And they, so this is like as one of those songs where it feels so fucking unbelievable that nobody's gonna relate to it. No, there's no relating to this. It's no. just him being angry at uh, atheists. It's this is all it is. And again, he's not even bringing up the good points about God. All he's bringing up yeah, is he's the, not is bringing the, up any good points. He's about not God. bringing up any good points. He's only bringing up in the end. Everybody talks to God. Like all he's bringing up is, well, aren't you afraid of dying and there being no God? No, I'm not. No, I'm fucking not. <laughs> no, yeah, nothing I'm, about God's love for people. Nothing about. Even, there's not even a mention of like the morality of the like shit in the Bible. You know what I mean? Like there's not. It's just like, in fact, he's he's the one. He's being pretty fucking judgy. I've yeah. never read the Bible, but I'm pretty sure there's that. You know, you know that don't judge other people unless you you know whatever that is. Well, and here's the issue with that, right? I've read the Bible three times. And here's something really fascinating. And in the next song, I'm going to bring up something to another point. Most people who actually read, read the Bible end up going and walking away from religion. It's actually a, a statistical fact. Like it or not, you may not agree with it, but it's true. Because there's so many contradictions and inconsistencies. And then you get the people going, well, it's not meant for the average person. It's the fucking Bible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's supposed to be the fucking handbook. Yeah, like, what it's do you supposed mean? to be for everybody. It's supposed to be for everybody. What do you by mean? By design, you have it's supposed to be for everybody. By design, by the meaning of the word Bible, it is literally supposed to be designed for anyone to pick up and read and not have to go, well, it's written in this, and you have to understand this, and you have to go here in order to understand the real fucking meaning. That's not a Bible, then. That's not a fucking Bible. So... 
there's there's that aspect of it. And uh, honestly, there's so much there where I get it because you got the fire and brimstone Catholics, which is really funny because that's not their part of the Bible. That's that's Judaism. That's the Old Testament. They're supposed to be all about the New Testament. But because fear and control is what they want, they love spending their time in the fucking Old Testament where actually like hippies and fucking, you know, new age Christianity is really following the preachings of Jesus, which is fucking shut the fuck up. Love everybody who gives a fuck. There are no borders. Everyone's a fucking human. But God forbid people want to do that because they just want to be pissed off like Aaron Lewis at his fucking dad. Soapbox done. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Am I the only one upset by all that, Paul? (laughs) Up next, the big hit off the album, Am I the Only One? A song so fucking insane that it is is a cost between freedom isn't free from team America world police and a thing from South park where the rednecks are always like, if you don't like it, you can get out. <laughs> and, uh, I believe, uh, he owes Trey Parker and Matt stone songwriting credits for this one. Uh, they, he, yeah, you said it, you said it in our, in our off time, you said they need to have royalties. They <laughs> absolutely need royalties for this fucking song. Okay. This is the one that got him on Fox News, by the way. So I use a thing called Genius Lyrics when I look up our things because I usually I can put in the name of the album lyrics. It pulls everything up. Along with lyrics, it looks it shows you how many people have looked up this uh, the the these songs. This is the only song on this fucking album that anyone looked up lyrics for because this is the one that Fox News pushed. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say what Todd in the Shadow said. You are not being sincere about anything when you start a fucking sentence or song with, am I the only one? Because you know you're not the only one, but you're trying to drum up this fake fucking support for people that come to your cause. It's really, really insulting. Like, am I the only one here that feels this way? You know, you get that smattering of hands raising up. It's, it's, yeah. it's manipulative. It's fucking disgusting. And it's just lowbrow. And might I add, Paul? This song is fucking hilarious. This is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard in my life. And not be, and I don't, he absolutely did not intend it to be this way. But this is a fucking hilarious song because it's It's, almost, it's almost from the point of view of a comically old man who everybody's supposed to be rooting against. (laughs) Because it's just nothing but grievances and complaints and <laughs> whining and crying. And he can't listen to his Springsteen songs anymore. <laughs> I fall this song is hilarious. This is a fucking hilarious song. It's all right. I'm gonna go through the whole lyrics. I don't normally do this, Joe. But oh, do we okay? Have to? All right, people fine, can fine, look fine. this up. Let's just do the 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 highlights because I don't want to sit through all right. I already sat through the album, Paul. I don't need I need to be reminded because you're not going to sing it all funny like he does because yeah. he all believes it. Moon, moon. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to be like reciting it. It is just going to sound like the words of a sociopath. But when he's singing it, it's it just adds so much humor. Like this is this is so fucking hilarious, Paul. This is 
<laughs> this is like every bad cliche you see on a t-shirt at a truck stop. Oh. Put to song. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so am I the one willing to bleed or take a bullet for being free? So Aaron He's Lewis. never served his country. He never wanted to. He, he he never did. He wanted to. Now, this is the other distinction I'm going to make up. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I got, I got noise in the background here. Apologize, guys. Um, so here's the... Again, Here's when people, he said he wanted to, but he didn't. But he didn't. And now I'm going to. That tells me he didn't want to do it. Joe, you and I have had family that have been military and friends that have been yep. military and whatnot, right? Uh, my dad, his best friend went and served in Vietnam. Um, now, his friend died in Vietnam. My dad romanticized. Um. Being in Vietnam because of that. It's something my dad never got past. He romanticized he was going to be this big hero in Vietnam and would have done all this shit, right? My neighbor, three doors down, was it was a ranger. And his entire team was killed except for him. And he kept he and my dad would have these debates about the merits of Vietnam and you know and my neighbor was like dude I was there you didn't want to be there it wasn't worth it and my dad romanticized all these things in his head like it was needed we needed blah 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 this is the difference between I find a lot of people who have been in who have been in war and people who haven't is those that go you talk to them a lot of times like god damn like this is fucking they don't have this false sense of of um this fake patriotism they have real patriotism yeah, then you well, get they the, saw the shit that's they the saw the shit then you get this what i call fake patriotism or this romanticized thing from people that didn't serve and maybe wanted to or just trying to fucking come off as i support everything when they but then when the fucking government goes to fucking not put taxes towards those things, they're totally happy that those bills didn't go through. So fuck you. You're not really supporting the troops. Um, that's what this is to me. Um, that yelling at me that, you know, uh, um, he's yelling, screaming, what the fuck at my TV for my love of the red, white, and blue burning to the ground. Another state, another statue coming down. You made a Confederate fucking statue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, and <laughs> but again, it's so hilarious to me. And he, you know, he falls over like, "Am I the only one who's not brainwashed, making my way through the land of the lost?" Like, what on fucking earth are you talking about? <laughs> like, even Sid Barrett would have been confused by a lyric like that. Well, yeah, <laughs> and he was losing his fucking mind. Uh, so when I when if, I if you don't like it, here's the fucking door. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. again, it's another cliche. I mean, literally, the song sounds like a Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and he's using cliches from South Park as sincere lyrics. Man, it's fucking hilarious. It is. <laughs> it's like I would love to hear Weird Al just cover it straight. Oh, I would love to. Um, and you know. Here's the other thing that, that, that you have with it, too, is the Springsteen line, right? Am I the one who quits singing along every time they play a Springsteen song? You mean the guy that did Nebraska? <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> you know. And he did a 9-11 album, to and, and that all that money went to support people? Are you oh. fucking kidding me right now? 
And we remember, like, you know, Springsteen had born in the USA, and it took people a while before they started realizing what the lyrics were about, because it has that very big chorus of born in the USA. But when you hear about it, it's a tragic song. <laughs> it's a very tragic song about how veterans were treated coming home. So is that what you're against, Aaron Lewis? Uh, are you against Springsteen writing a song for veterans and how piss poor they were treated coming home and he supported <laughs> he supported veterans as well so yeah fuck you dude like he's real you're fake like it's again though but that's what grifters do they go after the people that are actually doing something because if they can it, it's all part of the grift right yeah. and that's and that's this but truly no i want to talk not a little bit good at it though that's there's good grifters and then there's people who try to grift but they can't He's the latter <laughs> because it's just, it's so wildly insincere. It's so wildly cliche. It's hilarious that it, <laughs> I don't see anybody taking this song seriously. And no. It's, you don't hear it on the radio. <laughs> oh, God, it, no. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Every, every, everyone knows fake. Now, I want to talk a little bit. I got to talk about this because this whole thing about him saying, you know, watching the threads of old glory come undone um, when they're taking down Confederate statues. Okay. Wow. Do you not understand? First of all, um, uh, the American flag versus the Confederate flag, because nope. I have a feeling you think <laughs> old glory is the fucking Dixie flag, um, which you're fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're fucking stupid. But here's the whole thing. So he's confusing two different ideas of patriotism. Right. He's like, he's like old glory, which is, you know, our flag and the statues of traitors who took arms against America. Right. Right. (laughs) And he's saying we're losing. In the same same line. The same breath. In the same breath. Okay, and let's talk a little bit because I have to. Again, it's hilarious. I love this song just because it's so fucking hilarious. It's so bad. Like again, this is something that you would have on South Park. Like it feels like this one feels like parody because I'm going. Do? I'm going. We're taking down Confederate statues, and that's destroying amid the American flag. What? Okay, but what he's subscribing to, by the way, is something called the Lost Cause, which is a pseudo historical redo of what the confederates did after they lost to try and save face and it's the whole the south will rise again where they tried to change the narrative that the fucking civil war wasn't really about slavery and a lot of these statues came up in the 1930s and 40s um it you know I, well i should take that back the 1910s and 1920s and 1930s and 1940s jim crow, jim crow with, the jim crow era especially in the south as a means of these people trying to push the southern racist narrative into american the american normalitage um through thomas dixon jr so motherfucker fuck you for pushing this lost confederates the lost cause thing which we all know is fucking bullshit you know it's bullshit and again for confusing the confederacy with the american flag you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch so oh, wait did you want to take a bullet how did, confused this song is and, and and did he want to take a bullet for the confederacy then like is that what he's talking about <laughs> and like here's the th- and like you know he saw this song he's like yeah you know, he saw mega as i'm and 
he just threw a bunch of shit together to see if he could rile them up, rile up the mega crowd because he could sell albums and like, man, that's just like it's so cynical. It is, and he, and here's and, another one. Here's another lyric line that we got to talk about. Am I the only one not brainwashed? Making my way through the land of the lost who still gives a shit and worries about his kids as they try to undo all the things he did. Wait, <laughs> Wait. what did he do? What did you Besides say that your kids kid are trying to undo? <laughs> did you, did you, <laughs> do you, are, did you, did you continue the cycle of hate, Aaron? Like, do your parent, do you, did you put your daddy issues <laughs> onto your kids? Like, is that what you're trying to tell us as an audience? Like, what did you do that your kids are trying to undo? You mean your new metal bullshit? Well, guess what? We undid that in 2002. So fucking yeah. there's the door. <laughs> you know, again, it's just like, it's so confusing and baffling and rings so hollow that yeah i'm just like i'm flabbergasted by it it's like a it's like a train wreck you know i'm just watching it in amaze and awe because it's so uh misguided and stupid and uh lousy and he he's trying to sing like this tough guy because but he's not he's just some fucking pear-shaped loser <laughs> just like i don't it's it's just an incredible thing of all these things going wrong and then they put it into a song and he put it in a song form and the music itself is just as misguided as everything else it's uh, chef's kiss man he made one of the worst songs ever hilarious songs one of the worst hilarious, hilarious songs it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like the room you know? It is. It's like the room because <laughs> none of it makes sense. sense in it. It's completely baffling, but you can't you can't look away. Well, yeah, and again, people thought this was like a rallying song, but then when you really break it down and listen to, I mean, I imagine this is why I only went a week because a week in the listening to the lyrics, you're going, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, none of this makes fucking sense. What the fuck are you babbling about, dude? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. A, again, he's a. He's an angry troll of a human, and he just and he he's trying to grift, and it he fell on his face spectacularly because it's a joyless slog. All these lyrics are just joyless slogs, and he's, you know, it's a lot of it's just like who wants to listen to a guy whine for fifty five minutes? You know, like I don't. And, and this is all it is is just him whining, Joe. So, uh, speaking of whining, he's got let's it so move on. Hard. He's got it so hard. He's got it let's so hard. On. But speaking of whining, kill me like you love me, Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. So the problem with this, and I wrote this down because I had to like be completely honest. Here's my note. I'm still laughing so hard from the previous song, I can't focus on this shit sandwich. Okay. So, so I didn't is... start coming around from like my... <laughs> I had to wipe the tears from my face. And I, by then I'm like halfway or three-fourths of the way through the song. And I'm like, I'm not going back. So rewinding it is just time to sally forth. We're going ahead. Um, I had the kind of the same thing. The, like, how do you? Like how, how, a, to me, it's also like a weird love song, but with a war analogy. Okay, Was so that, am I right around that, or is that no? You're right. I can't you're, tell the difference. It's, it's like he's, Lewis doesn't either. <laughs> it's like he survived a bad. Okay. So this is my other Who issue. Hasn't? <laughs> right, right. At age fifty, dude, get over it. Um, here's my here's here's my thing with this. With this. Okay, you have these 
strong conservatives that are supposed to be blah blah blah. This he's acting like a fucking cuck in this odd damn song. Oh, yeah. I'm so lost without you. I'll survive, but I don't want to. Get over it, you fucking 50-year-old simp. Like she doesn't Here's want thing, you around. Like, you're a millionaire. Go if, find someone else. <laughs> if your general uh, view on rural people and conservatives are there pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of people and like buck up and move on and fucking don't dwell too much on this shit. Why is he completely just breaking? Like, good. I can see where like a, a conservative redneck would be like, man, this guy fucking whines too much. I can't listen. To and, 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 <laughs> like, he's just like a fucking pussy. He is. He is. They can see why this didn't do well because he is. This is not the, the an alpha male. This is not an alpha male. This is a fucking beta boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's just whining and crying. It doesn't work. No, dude. No, no. I mean, I, I, dude, so I could say things I'm not gonna, but let's just say that I feel like I'm more alpha than this fucking bitch. Um, and again, I, I think that that if it comes through to us, it can't comes through. Probably it came through to the people he was trying to aim this audience, this album toward, and uh, people can smell bullshit a mile away. Yeah, they can, and especially, yeah. and they can tell when they're being spoken down to. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's like the whole, like, people are people. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to, like, paint them with a broad brush. And I'm, I would be upset if I was in that group of people. If something like this came out and it's like, yeah, this album's for you. And I'd be like, man, I'm not a fucking whiny pussy like that. <laughs> you talking about? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of, it's very disingenuous. Um, Disingen- this, this is the whole. This, this should have been the title of the album, disingenuous. Disingenuous. Well, I think you and I came up with alternate titles on our um in our conversation. <laughs> uh, I that I could put, but in the meantime, what I want to also bring up is this is not a country song. This sounds like an acoustic stain song. Yeah, this sounded like, like a stain song. This yeah. sound like a stain song musically. This is not a country song. Yeah, uh, and if you wanted. Yet again, he's a victim in this song. Uh, Lift me up to hate me again and again. (laughs) He's just the victim. He's he's that person who's always wronged by other people. And it's never his fault. You said it should be called Poor Me, the album. To which I supply, which I reply to, pity the washed up new metal jackass, the album. (laughs) He's Um, always a victim, Paul. He's always a victim. Which again, uh, conservatives... You know, like the general. If you're going to paint with broad strokes, they generally don't like people always being the victim. And he says these things. Let let the preacher say some words. Let the angels take my demons when I die. So you're again, you're saying that you're not strong enough to handle your fucking issues in life. So you'd rather die and live on being the jackass you're going to be because you cannot handle your shit. Again, he's saying these things, and yet a couple alb songs back. He's complaining. He's complaining. It's like my about people not being able to own their shit. What the fuck, dude? Pick A or B, man. Because you're pick doing lane, it on the buddy. same. Yeah, pick a lane. And here's and, the thing: like, if well, he did a country keep... album and like maybe two of these, two of the songs on it were like this, maybe it would have done better. But these are just joyless slogs. It's just him and minor keys <laughs> crying about how much his life sucks. Nobody wants to hear that, man. Like, he, 
that's why you know new metal is staying only lasts so long there's only so much fucking poor me horseshit people want to listen oh yeah to. oh god yeah uh, it, it gets to a point where you're just like okay enough is enough mm-hmm. now we get to life behind bars which is, oh, is this poor, more poor me bullshit and it's <laughs> him trying so <laughs> this is an attempt at a johnny cash song uh, you know, Johnny Cash had these, you know, these, he had a lot of songs about murder and prison and all that. Mm-hmm. And he plays a character in his songs. And the difference is Johnny Cash pulled it off because he had the gravitas and the talent to do it. And this just seems like a parody. It was like this song could, this could have been on walk and walk hard. The dude cock story. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, buddy. Oh, this is Okay. Spending my time living behind bars, ain't doing hard time, but the times get hard. Absolutely walk hard, the movie. Uh, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> didn't, didn't come wearing cuffs in the back of some car. No judge, no jury ever put me there. Here's where the disingenuous part fucking comes in again of him whining about his bullshit. I got a story to tell you, a bunch of songs, and they ain't nothing but no rock and roll. Sold my soul to the devil, a pocket of songs for a handful of gold. That was the day everything changed. No jury. Okay, then he then he gets to this chorus, and it's basically the same thing that he just said, but then he adds four lines. Still paying the price for the life I chose. Once you got a record, I guess that's how it goes. Still serving my sentence with this old guitar. Spending my time living behind bars. You, you, know, are, that, you know what that actually makes me think? It makes me think he's stuck in a record deal. <laughs> well, maybe. You know, that's how it reads to me. Okay. Well, is that not how? Could you not interpret? That seems, it seems like he's stuck in a record deal. So kind of. Like, that's what it sounds like. But his prison is he has to crank up. It was record companies. Yeah. Now here's the here's the other fucking issue with this. Okay, here you are. You obviously don't have a problem with the fact that you got your records, that you did all the shit, that you're a fucking millionaire, but you're gonna try and convince us fakely that you regret your time with stain now if you truly do regret your time with stain get therapy because you wouldn't be writing these songs right now without it so fuck you dude like are you fucking kidding me right now he wants to sit here and talk about how fucking hard it was to be in a new metal band poor me i and he's got no jail no bail no hell no parole motherfucker that was 20 years ago. Get over it. Grow up. Like, fuck, Joe. This is, again, no responsibilities, the album. Yep, no, he takes no responsibilities for any of his actions. It's always somebody else's fault. It's the atheist in the bar. It's the, you know, it's it's the libs, you know. Like, it's, it's always somebody else but him. And I, uh, this is also... Uh, Dry drunk attitude. Dry. Oh, Joe nailed it. He is a dry drunk. Well, he's not. Well, we'll get to it because he's not dry, but it is dry drunk attitude. Yeah. Everything else is, you know, it's alcoholic point of views. A lot of alcoholics are, it's always somebody else. It's never them. It's Mm -hmm. it's not that they didn't do it. It was something, you know, it's always this, like they're always the victim. Like at least for some I'm not going to speak for all of them because I'm not, you know, I don't know, but it seems like that. It seems like from what I learned growing up, this is like that attitude of addicts. 
it's never their fault. It's always some other person persecuting them. And it's <laughs> it's very frustrating to deal with that in person. And it's frustrating to hear it on album because it sounds like we're being sung to by a dry crock. That's exactly what it is. Um, it is I Joe, I love it because honestly, I had an uncle, a dry drunk uncle. And this is exactly what it was like when we'd see him. <laughs> yeah, it's always somebody else's fault. Yeah. Isn't that, it's, yo, man, the atheist at the bar, man, <laughs> getting the blue light special. He's ruining my day. He's ruining my day. He's ruining my shit. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Now we have waiting there for me. Uh, <laughs> again, he's playing so many cliches of country music. Went from Dallas, Texas to Nashville, Tennessee. Like, dude. You're from Vermont, right? <laughs> you're not. You're not a good old boy. You're never going to be a good old boy. In fact, uh, Hank Three's. Uh, uh, fuck. What was that? <laughs> well, yeah, the the Kid Rock song on there about Nashville, uh, Dick and Dixie. I think. Yes. Yes. It's a, yes. Very yes, much yes, 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 for yes. people like him. Like Hank three wrote, you know, you know, a song aimed at people exactly like this guy. Um, yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred fucking percent. So, I mean, this is just, again, disingenuous bullshit. Like, oh man, I'm here writing this song because of my stand career and I'm so sad. And guys like him don't always go to heaven, Paul. They don't always go to heaven. They don't always go to heaven. Um, He has to get out of this town again, Paul. He found another town he has to get out of. That was another thing in this song. Oh my God. Yeah. Going back to that well. This goes back to like when everybody else is the asshole. If every town you go to is some shithole you can't wait to get out of, maybe the problem's you. <laughs> yeah, maybe the problem is you and your attitude. Lost himself somewhere in Berkshire. Went from Dallas, Texas to Nashville. Uh, everywhere I'd go, I seemed to find you waiting there for me. Oh, my God. Then went to the Delta. I drank because I'm an alcoholic. And you were there. Like, it's all about him can't escape this person. Again, you're a fucking millionaire, dude. Get over it. Yeah. You fucking beta boy bitch. Someone doesn't want you around. Get over it. Stop fucking wasting everyone's time. Stop being a fucking creeper. And <laughs> just yeah. get on with your life. You were in stained. Have some self-respect, sir. Like you were a, you were in a multi-million dollar band and you're acting like you have always worked at the fucking Walmart. Get yeah. over it. Oh, he always worked the farm. He woke up with grit in his <laughs> grit in his hands, Paul. Every morning he woke up and drove the tractor. <laughs> God, fuck you, <laughs> Aaron Lewis, you whiny little bitch. Uh, number nine. Now this is like I and I looked it up and the, there was a reason. So like this, this is a story song about veterans and war. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm like, like, geez, this is like, you know, it has like a little more interesting shit. It's not just like this poor me shit, you know? And well, it's because the song was co-written by a veteran. I, I think the guy wrote it and Aaron Lewis just tacked his name. On Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, because like, there's a lot of uh, imagery of war in here. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, did he, I mean, did he take a, 
creative writing lesson at the learning annex or what? <laughs> like, no, I think the, the guy, the veteran wrote this. Song. So, it, so this song <laughs> it was sounds great. bad because like, he shouldn't be singing this cause he's not a veteran. There no. Lewis. No, I, this would have been like, maybe have a veteran sing this song. They well, could put more weight to it. I think than him protect playing, you know, <laughs> playing makeup soldier. <laughs> Well, and you got Vince Gill also on this one and Dan, Dan Tominsky. Now, the song itself was written by Sean Bott, Richard Casper, Jordan Walker, Johnny McGuire, and Brian Carper. And it was actually written uh, for, um, I think it was something else, but it got, but he put it on this album as well. Okay. First of all, anything with Vince Gill, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Vince Gill fan, but anything with Vince Gill should sound a fuck lot better than this country wise yeah again part of create creative vets uh nonprofit that teaches uh, armed force veterans user of visual arts and music as a way of dressing the uh, you know issues they're going through so like it comes from a, a good place i'll say it's just having him having aaron fucking lewis sing it is wildly misguided yeah yeah absolutely like how did he get involved in this? I don't know. Um, maybe he does did USO tours. Maybe. Maybe. Like, maybe. But I don't know how he got. All I know is it's, it was to me, like I was listening, I was like, this is interesting because the lyrics aren't just like cry, baby, poor me, fucking sad sack horseshit. And then I was like, oh, yeah, because he didn't write it. <laughs> he right. knows nothing of this experience. Oh, no, you know, I'll be on it. OK, so. I originally thought like, oh, okay, so Vince Gill or this other guy, this Dan Tominsky, um, invited him um, along, you know, to do this song um, or something. I'm like, how the fuck did he get in touch with these guys? Um, but it didn't feel like he wrote it. It really doesn't belong on. Yeah, this on, should be like on an album of like made by vets. Yeah. I think yeah, I mean, it's not a bad song. No, Lyric, I mean, lyrically, it's not a bad song, but but uh, acoustically and it doesn't feel he doesn't have still the, has the he doesn't have the weight. No, I mean, for a fat guy, he doesn't have the weight <laughs> to do this. Like he just doesn't have the gravitas like he just because he everything else on this album's fallen so false to me mm -hmm. that you can't have him all of a sudden like sing a sincere song it's it's just so misguided to have him on the vocals on this mm -hmm. it is it is it's absolutely misguided and again it still has that kind of and it takes away from it because it still has that stained not a true country mm -hmm. but it still has that stained feel like that stained stank I guess it's the word I'm looking for here it has that stank, yeah, stank on it. it up <laughs> it got that stank on it um next is Get what you get. Uh, another. Uh, <laughs> My first note on this man, this guy is a one note act. <laughs> yes. He's again, he's a victim in here. He's being lied to. Uh, he's complaining about people using the stars and stripes to serve their own glory, which I feel like he's doing a lot on this album. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Bad. And then yep. he drops f bombs, be edgy throughout the whole album. <laughs> it's just like it, it no, <laughs> no, no, nope, nope, nope. Um, um, it's again, he's blaming the bottle. 
Um, he's crying. Go to an AA meeting, man. No, oh, no, and here's again. Now here's uh, here's again the disingenuous part on this one. He keeps changing his fucking tune every goddamn track. You can't keep telling lies and changing your story and expect the whole world to believe you and use the stars and the stripes to serve your own glory. Yeah, that flag ain't waving with me. What the fuck, you disingenuous bastard? Am, on, am I the only one? <laughs> Didn't yeah? Didn't you just do that? And then you have because I don't have amnesia, and Lord knows I ain't Jesus. I can't forgive or forget. Well, then you don't really follow Jesus if you can't forgive or forget. Exactly, because you know, turn the other cheek and yeah, no, but whatever. But you, you know, I'm no scholar, but I have a basic understanding of it. That uh, <laughs> he's just like a spiteful man. He's just a spiteful turd of a man. I'm just like, he's got to be so unpleasant to be around. Oh, just a a real fucking peach. Um, So put your cards on the table and start telling some truth. How about you start telling the truth, sir? I mean, I I don't, don't, don't lie to us about how you regret being in stained. All right. Fuck off. For him, you know, I bet it's, it's been a while since he's told some truth, Paul. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Joe sixes stones, motherfucker. Oh, so again, the cliches. The cliches, and he literally does the sticks and stones will break your bones. <laughs> but in this song, the words do hurt him. Oh, my God. <laughs> the words hurt him. Beta bitch. Beta bitch. Words hurt me. Little bitch. Words hurt me. <laughs> Oh, mumble mouth. Oh, he's in a constant state of paranoia. I wrote that down. (laughs) Everybody's against him. Yeah. One word was all it took to destroy him, Paul. (laughs) Jeez, man. You know, you try to say yourself as an alpha male when you're just nothing but a whiny little crybaby asshole. (laughs) Oh god. <laughs> oh god, it's hilarious. It's again, it feels like this is this parody. Like I feel like this is country like how Stephen Colbert was Stephen Colbert with quotes, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh this this does feel like a Stephen Colbert wrote this or John Stewart. <laughs> the Colbert report. The Colbert, Colbert report with quotes. Yeah, the Colbert with quotes. Okay. Uh, they say sticks and stones could break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Just one word is all it took to stop my world from turning. Right now, honestly, I'd rather be black and blue or bleeding or bleeding than to watch you go down that goodbye road. God damn it. <laughs> For the last time, dude, you were a millionaire. You were instained. Grow a pair. Yeah, Fucking well, stop pining. About these and you can't get out of these towns. It's just like, dude, like. Uh, I think what you really are is you're not happy with yourself and you should probably find a way to get help for that. Cause you're basically telling us you want to get away from yourself. And that's, that's not good. That's not good mentally. No, 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 no. This guy really, I mean, this is this, I, I'm going to call this, I need to get therapy. The album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you imagine the psychiatric world having a field day with this album? Okay, let's call it another one. Mental Illness, the album. Like, seriously, it's just, there's so much I feel wrong. like that's not a mental illness, Paul. It kind of is. I apologize. That wasn't fair. Um, that's That was out of bounds. I apologize. Oh, so now we're going to one and the same. Okay, Paul. Now you're, 
you know about religion, but I just gotta say it. Uh, he says angels and whiskey are one in the same. Uh, uh what? And then he makes it. He, he starts talking about doing coke, and then he says both do what the other one does. Coke and booze are wildly different types of drugs. Uh, I, I <laughs> to me, this is just like <laughs> he's just numbing himself. Again, this is this album's like a cry for help, but it's done so badly nobody cares. No, and uh, well, angels and cocaine can make it right when you're drinking too much on a Saturday night. I think any priest, <laughs> pastor, anyone with fucking semblance of any kind of real understanding of religion will tell you that you are completely wrong, sir. Yeah, and uh, he. You, you, you need to seek help. You need to seek help. Um, you need to seek help. And it's it's just Joe. I I mean, I, I, there's, uh, God damn it! It's funny <laughs> how pleasure and pain are one and the same. Okay, again, you're writing a country album. They don't want BDSM. <laughs> they don't want your whiny little bitch ass. They don't want your whiny little bitch talking about you being on drugs because they don't want them. They live in a dare community. What the fuck? And Aaron, Aaron Lewis, you're 50 years old. Get over it. Go going back to the Hank three stuff. He did. He did like the drug abuse and the alcohol abuse in a way that like was relatable, relatable. Yeah. He was self destructive and self, but there was kind of like, but he wants help. This is so nihilistic. In that he doesn't want help. He's not ever asking for help. He doesn't even bother asking for help. It's very nihilistic. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very nihilistic. Um, it's it's well, it goes beyond that. It goes to like I think he wants to die. I so there's and I feel like I hate. It feels like it's like he's just like, man, you're not a happy dude. He's not. He's he's very he's a very broken man, and really anyone that's around him in his circle and he's writing these songs and things like this really should be like, dude, these aren't successful, these aren't working. This is just a cry for help. Please, let's get you in therapy. Let's not make this album right now. That's really what should have happened. But he doesn't have that kind of support because he was once insane and he sat in in his own prison while he hates liberals and Bruce Springsteen because they're the cause of all of his fucking problems. Yep, it's probably because people just hate him. I yep. hate him. You I hate, hate him. him. That's all right. Yeah. I can see why people hate him. I don't like him. But yeah, this was a, you know, it's, it's just a bleak album. And it's like, it's bleak when you get down a little bit below the surface. Cause that's all he really offers. <laughs> Cause he's mm-hmm. not a very deep writer. Ah, now we come to someone. He's talking about damaged goods and, knows how to tell a lie and nobody's believing your lies on this album buddy because you're not that good of a grifter he's damaged goods i'm complicated i sure well you know he this is the one thing where he's being honest um um because he is damaged this whole album is i'm damaged the album um but But it's like damaged and like you know your 15-year-old kid is damaged, like, ugh, I hate everything, ugh. Well, and, and if you're 50 years old running around saying you're damaged, it's time to just have a mental health discussion. Yeah. 
because midlife crisis is behind you. Old age is coming in, man. You need to start being comfortable in your own skin. And you obviously can't do that. And we need to have that discussion. Like this is, I know what this is. This is old white man suicidal, the album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe she'll notice me after I put this out. She'll see how sad I am. Like, dude, nobody, she doesn't care, man. Nobody cares. Get over your shit. I mean, seek help for it. You know, shit or get off the pot, man. Nobody. There's a reason why this didn't ring with country art, country fans, and it's because it's so cynical and bleak and stupid. And my God, it's just, it's just, it's just like wildly misguided. Um. Very, 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 very. And now we go to the song that angers me the most because it comes from Johnny, uh, book of Johnny Cash poems. No, yeah, poems. Johnny Cash poem. (sighs) And he tries to do something a little different with the production. I think uh, John Carter Cash actually produced this. Uh, the, The third degree? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so this is from a Johnny Cash poem. That oh, I didn't know that. Music. Yeah. But, so musically, it sounds like Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive. <laughs> <laughs> One of us was going to say it, yeah. And yep. two, he's using, like, this chain gang, like, uh, spiritual uh, humming type thing, like you heard at the beginning of Old Brother. But, you know, it's just bad it's just bad uh i don't know i don't this is like he's being hung from a tree reference uh, i got you went out that's exactly where i was about to go joe i was like really he's talking about a lynching joe yeah um he's and he you know it's it's those liberals that were the liberals are gonna lynch him let me yeah which is a <laughs> god the fuck man yeah, uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, he's the worst. Oh yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. It's bad. It's, it's so bad. stupid, mildly misguided. Uh, yeah. So, so to end the album, he took a giant shit on Johnny Cash. I said, I guess might as well. At this might point. as well. Might as well. It sucks. Um, it Joe, sucks, and it, it sucks that sucks. he did this with a, a piece of Cash art because Johnny Cash is one of my favorite artists, and it just pisses me off. Pisses yeah. me off, Paul. Yeah, yeah, it pisses me off. So, Joe, would you recommend? Uh, would you recommend uh, the album? No, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's a uh, lyrics are just a we're more stupid than porridge radio. So, I mean, come on. I okay, we talked about this. If I was gonna hate this, like, like, is this was gonna be like my bottom because this really had the uh, I do not hate this as much as I hate Pat Boone because I can laugh at this album. Oh, like, this there is hilarious. This album's hilarious. So, there is it's like it's so bad, not that it's so bad, it's good, but it's just hilariously bad. So, I get some, <laughs> it was a hilarious it. experience. It was, it was a hilarious experience. Um, so yeah, um. Yeah, that happened. He did. 
as an album when this was a thing. <laughs> and now, now my uh, algorithm on Amazon Music's all fucked up. <laughs> Keeps suggesting worse, even shittier country music than this for me. <laughs> this was a bad. This was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was a bad idea. Now, um, uh, so we're not. I, I Joe, are you recommending the album? Oh yeah, no, no, no. We no, both. We, no, no, are you Paul? Are you no? Right? No, I'm not recommending this album. Now, I do want to bring up something that happened. Um, drunk Aaron Lewis <laughs> realizes he performs Stains. <laughs> it's been a while, twice during solo concert because he was, quote, slightly overserved and, quote, smoked a little too much weed while he's wearing a fuck Joe Biden shirt. So I want to point out that he's got this song where he talks about how he regrets the prison that the stain songs put him in, but he's more than willing to play those songs in concert live. Motherfucker, you are a liar and disingenuous with what you're trying to fucking tell me on this album. You don't mean any of it. And oh. the fact that you're still willing, I mean, there's, there are artists who go, I won't play that fucking album or I won't do this song or I won't do that song anymore. And they stand by their shit. He doesn't. Paul, the only thing he's guilty of, Paul, the only thing he's guilty of is loving America too much. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's sure. Sure, love it too much. <laughs> well, 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 you complain about the Confederacy being being the the lost cause of the Confederacy fake narrative. Yeah, okay, um, motherfuck. I mean, again, am I disappointed in this album? Sure. Am I shocked? No. Is it more like this is why we sit back and go, man, why are there why are the conservative comedians suck? Why do conservative musicians suck? Why did this suck? Because you're not doing it right. You know, I'm sure, like, I'm sorry, Gutfeld is a comedy show? Fuck you. <laughs> this is a country album? Fuck you. Um, yeah, just, they, just, uh, they don't understand the audience. They don't it's understand really the audience. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was a, just a condescending piece of shit. <laughs> Full of, riddled with every cliche country music has ever known. Um it's joyless. It's a slog. <laughs> it's he's a miserable son of a bitch. Yeah. 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 And he loves yeah. America too much. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only thing he's guilty of, Paul, is he loving America too much. Motherfucker. All right, Joe. Let's I'm done. I'm done. I we've given this guy way too much brain space. Um what uh what what's up with the plugs, Joe? Give me the plugs. No plugs. No plugs. All right. You guys are still doing what, what what you're doing there. That makes sense. Okay. Joe, do you want to ask me what we're doing next week? Well, Paul, it's been a while since I've asked you that. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get away from white, whiny bullshit. Um, I need something that we need to get back into. I need... Some neo soul. I need some fucking contemporary R and B. I need something with some fucking rhythm. We are going to do one of the pioneers of the neo soul movement, Maxwell, 
and we are going to do his uh, 2001 album entitled Now. All right. All right. So that is what we're going to do because I am tired. I can't. I can't. Listen. I got to get this stain shit knocked out of my fucking skull really hard. <laughs> oh, you loved it, Paul. You, uh, loved, you loved all the patriotism and good old boyness of this album. Afraid at both ends, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Afraid at both ends, Joe. I mean, this is this was my album. This, you know what? My nights now are going to consist of cruise control two, <laughs> speed two cruise control, and followed by a healthy dose of freight at both ends. Yeah. While I while I drink Tennessee whiskey and think about how I'll never grow up as a man and be a beta bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, he's just a whiny little bitch. <laughs> whiny yes. little this, bitch. This guy sucks. It's been a while since I've been a whiny bitch. Wait, no, it hasn't. Oh, um, man, this guy is just, <laughs> just one miserable son of a bitch. All right, yeah, so we'll listen to Maxwell, huh? Yep, yep, what's yep, yep. Do you have any takes on Maxwell? No, no way. All right, Joe, do you want to take us out? No, this has <laughs> been Rate That Album with Paul Muadib and Joe Fremming. Thank you for listening.